listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. And welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. It is Sunday, July 20th. This is episode 42. I am Matt. I am here with Jake and a sick puppy Joe M. He's uh, wiping his nose with a hanky for you lucky plusers being able to watch this live. Um, Joe, are you feeling any better? Are you okay? Will you make it? Uh, I think I can make it through a podcast. I have come out of hibernation from from trying to recover just for the podcast, so bear with me, but I'm doing good. It's odd. Your voice normally doesn't sound like you're congested. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> Jake, how are you doing? I, I am I am very well. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking. Everything's wonderful. You got a chance to see a couple shows, so you and Joe kind of reversed roles where Joe, I, I see him scratching on his the crook of his arm, almost like some sort of an addict, and because I think he's went a few uh, about a week without a show. But you now, you uh, toured to Florida lately. Yeah, just just two of the uh, of the four this year for um, various reasons. But yeah, I got a chance to see uh, a couple shows in the in the past week. So saw um, the Jacksonville show, which a lot of you got a chance to watch on the uh, Yahoo webcast when it worked, and then saw night two in West Palm Beach. Very cool, very cool. Throw it, toss it up right now. Favorite? I mean, we'll dive into them, but what jumped out better for you of the two shows overall? Right, uh, Jacksonville by one hundred and seventy-three miles. Okay. I mean, it was. I, I don't think it was very close. The Jacksonville show was was far superior. I mean, a lot of the same songs were played, um, but I thought the Jacksonville show was better. Playing indoors in Florida is something that should be addressed more often. Uh, it was really a, a nice venue. The, the acoustics were fantastic, which was just shocking how good everything sounded in Jacksonville. It was very, very surprising. I actually walked almost all around the floor, and everything sounded great. You're it saying was, it you're was saying very they should, good. They should do. They should play indoors more often in Florida. Yes, especially if they're going to play in July, because it's just. I mean, it's so ridiculously humid. It's embarrassing. It's just it's just crazy how hot it is. And this is the third tour in a row they've done a show in July in Florida. And it's just it's just unbearable. And and even last night was probably the coolest it's been in, you know, since 2010, probably. Um, and it's still, you know, 94 degrees by the time the show starts. Yeah. I never, you know, it's 730. I never really got that. Like you look at you look at the last few what we start this tour up north where you think it'd be the opposite, right? So we get, we get 50 and 40 degree weather at SPAC last year. Why aren't we, you know, I always say, why aren't we, but why, why isn't the band starting the tour in the warm locations or it'll be a little bit more temperate if you, you know, in May you're in Florida and then in July you're in, you know, the Northeast. You know, and they did that in 1999. They started the tour in the southeast. They, I think they actually started in Mobile, Alabama that year. But they went through Florida in 99 uh, very early, like in May. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that in May in Florida, school's still in, and people really aren't coming down from the northeast and the Midwest on vacations in May. So I think mm-hmm. they're trying to catch people at the same time in July when they're in Florida. That's the only thing I could think of. But, I mean, it's just it's unbearable. Well, Jake, you made a, a mention in your little recap there of the quality or the streaming issues that were happening on the webcast. So for those who might not be familiar, um, the band partnered with, well, Yahoo's doing a, a live concert stream 
what are they doing a concert every night or every weekend? Is that what? Every night. Yep. Every... I think I think it's every night. Yeah. So they kicked it off with DMB, right? That that was their first one. Yep. Yeah the the old yeah the first one was was Dave Matthews Band and actually Gogo Bordello is coming up I believe on the 29th. So that's going make to be sure awesome. You don't miss that. Yeah. Because that sure. is just the best. That's our that's our that's Ansa's favorite non DMB band right there. Gogo. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so um, I I watched I'd say the middle chunk of the webcast. I I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. Um, I have solid internet at my house so you can rule that out for a possible bottleneck um and i didn't have any issues but i was looking on twitter um you know kind of keeping keeping my uh finger on the pulse and i heard a lot of people complaining about it um did you guys have the same experience i know i know you were there jake i don't know if if word was getting around about it well i i heard actually my wife did not go to the show with me and she texted me maybe the second song and said she had already had to refresh twice. So I knew something was wrong because, like you, I, I have pretty good internet at home, um, which I thought was kind of strange. But I came to find out through Twitter and some other thing people around inside the venue were talking about it and said, yeah, we heard the same thing. It must be on Yahoo's end. So I'm assuming whatever the problem was was, was, was with Yahoo. But eventually it got cleared up because by the time the um, – the full band show started the, I'm sorry, the um, electric show started. Everything seemed fine. I, I gotta be like as, as easy as it would be to be super critical about uh, the streaming. When you're talking about, you really have no idea you know, how many people are going to tune in and stream. Um, the first night of any of this kind of quote unquote experiment, you know, I'm willing to give Yahoo a little bit of leeway, especially since the fact, especially with the fact that they got it shored up as time went on. You know, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm sure it would have been frustrating if I had time to dedicate and I had plans to sit down for three hours and have a beer, um, and and watch the band. It would be frustrating. But you know, especially being in IT myself, I can certainly understand something like that happening. Well, Jake, you watched the you watched the. You watched the stream after the fact, didn't you? I think I remember texting with you. Did you watch it after the fact, watch the replay? Yeah, I watched the replay, but I actually didn't get home until uh, If Only. So I watched from If Only on. And actually, they did not play Sledgehammer in the replay the next day. They cut Sledgehammer from the replay, which I'm assuming had to do with copyright, which is usually everything that rules the world. Which so is that's, that that's funny because we talked that. about that. We talked about that in the the last podcast. We were all debating: Will they play a cover? Will they? Will they? Have, will they change their set because it's something that's broadcast? And I think we came. I think we came to the consensus that mm, probably not. Probably they'll still play cover. And I actually remember thinking that when Sledgehammer, you know, came out, I was like, "Oh, they're playing. They're going to play covers." So I guess that, that's out the and window. It, but very interesting that they cut it for the replay. Right, and it was an ad because it was not in the original set list. Actually, Rapunzel was there in that spot. So they just cut Rapunzel and replaced it with Sledgehammer and went right into the die trying afterwards. Our own uh, Chad Diembizilla just chimed in via the, the chat here for the uh, Ants Plus and said he had zero issues with the webcast and he was watching from his uh, Apple TV. So that's good to know. Talk wow. about putting your feet up, right? No kidding. That's she a cool was. way to enjoy a night. Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, I, you know, I, it's, it's strange, but I, I know that a lot of people mentioned it was on Twitter too. So, you know, and like you said, you know, even though, you know, you would think Yahoo, it's easy to go, okay, look, you're a billion dollar company for God's sakes. Can't you get this straightened out? But you really don't know how many people are going to start hitting the, the, the webcast. And apparently whatever it was, it was a lot more than they were expecting. 
I would love to see the numbers. Uh, you know, they're not probably not going to release it, but I would love to. I'd love just to get a little birdie and find out. You know, what kind of what kind of um view count they had or what their peak was over the course of the night. Well, Matt, could just with your IT experience, could you make an estimate? And I realize this is virtually impossible, but could you say that after a certain amount number of people watching at the same time, you could see where it could get sluggish? Is that something that's possibly possible to estimate? No, not without knowing how they're distributing the content. No, not really. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you know. I have absolutely no idea. I do appreciate you putting me on the spot, though, with a question that I can only answer. And <laughs> yeah, and no, I have no idea. <laughs> I think about five people is probably where they max out. Right, about five five concurrent watchers. <laughs> right. Well, what I thought was really cool. I, I'm totally going to pat ourselves on our collective backs right now, a little Barry Horowitz style. Uh, the what was it, a couple days before the um, the stream, the Yahoo Music site. July 11th, put out uh, by Chris Willman. Uh, thank you, Chris. Put out an article about this, um, the Yahoo Live series, and most specifically, uh, Dave Matthews Band, and how our communities are very much like uh, the Deadheads from back in the day, and things like that. And not only did we get a specific shout out on more than one occasion, ants that is, they also called out the app uh, DMB Live Setlist, which is up there in the uh, the App Store for uh, Android and, and iOS and, and Windows Mobile. So I am pumped about that because. Just getting uh, getting the FaceTime from Yahoo is pretty exciting, and uh, yeah, and it yeah, also and just actually used. The... I was just gonna say they used one of my favorite quotes of all time when I said that uh, Halloween and Dreaming Tree seeing them together was like seeing a, a UFO crash into a unicorn. So anytime you could work a UFO and a unicorn into the same sentence, and then have Yahoo mention it, that's you know. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of ball breaking, but it, it really good natured way of doing it they were they certainly you know dave matthews band fans and our community has been trashed in the past of the you know based on the obsessiveness that some fans can have and that's fine um but this was a little bit more na- good natured in the, in the ribbing that we got absolutely yeah it was fine and you know what as long as you mention it and you put the hyperlink in that's fine with us absolutely <laughs> we'll take the traffic thank you very much yahoo yeah, we, and, and we actually saw some, you know, it was a nice um, shot in the arm, little steroid to uh, to the community because we definitely saw some of the higher numbers of site activity in, geez, I, I want to say recent years. I mean, um, usually we get big spikes during new album releases and when um, the band releases, you know, uh, album to listen to online, usually the site gets hit really hard. Everyone's checking out, wants to discuss it. Um, we haven't had that in a while, and uh, this web webcast gave a good, a great excuse for people to kind of get back in with the community. Maybe they haven't visited in a while. Yeah. So, um, what else happened this week? Uh, the Gorge Caravan support acts were announced, and I'm not sure. I, I'm not so plugged into the indie scene or these smaller bands, but the only band I, I recognized was Brandy Carlisle. I don't, I'm sure you guys caught up in the article. Any of those names ring any bells to you? I, I, I know felt... Brandy Carlisle's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt um, out of t- I, I felt out of touch or disappointed or what. I'm not sure because um, I definitely definitely didn't recognize any of the other names. But I actually I, I recognize Brandy Carlisle. She's going to be there. Oh, but oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. But but in reality, I mean, you know, if, if you're not 
if you haven't decided yet you're going to go to the gorge, it's not like, you know, the make or break was going to be Brandy Carlisle. I mean, you're, you're either going to go for three nights of DMB or you're not. And, you know, you're going to go for two full sets, whatever that means. And apparently we've learned that two full sets means we've been hearing two full sets all yeah, too long. And we that didn't even realize really it really bothers me. That's, I had to point that out at the end of the article that that was one of the things we debated on before. I said, well, they, they specifically called out two full sets and anybody objectively would have to, I think, have to think that's two full sets. And Joe's shaking his head, so I'm really interested in what you're going to say, Joe, but um, let me guess you're going to disagree with me. But I think two full sets are somewhat equal in length. That that would, you know, a full, either it's a half set, a full set, an opening set, but two full sets makes you think that they're somewhat equal. So one of the FAQ points was, will Dave Matthews Band perform two full sets? And here's the key point. Like other shows on the 2014 Summer Tour? And the answer was yes. As like other shows, meaning two full sets like the other shows, saying the other shows already have two full sets. So there's going to be no difference to the Dave Matthews Band set organization. That disappoints me, not because I expected more, but when you call out two full sets and you make it a point to say that, that's misleading. Straight up, that's misleading. Joe, uh, first of all, 100% agree. I mean, it's two sets. Just call it two sets. Why they had to put full sets there? Um, I don't. I don't really get that. And I kind of feel like it's almost like they didn't intentionally do it. I hope they didn't intentionally do it. And now it's just that trying to cover their tracks and be like, all right, well, what do we do? Do we take down the word fool and all the graphics that we have up there? Or do we come up with some little freaking FAQ, which whoever does an FAQ with like four, F, four questions in it. I mean, that's the smallest FAQ ever that says, Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Th this is what we've been doing all along. So I, I think just covering themselves, I think somebody makes, they had somebody make a graphic um, or, you know, put together some marketing material and didn't really think about what they were putting, but say, say two sets. I'm fine. Say two full sets. And I, there's no way that, that I would consider that two full sets. Jake, you have any thoughts? Well, prior to them clarifying what two full sets meant, I was naively thinking that it might be something along the, the lines of the caravan from 2011, where you might see a Dave and Tim or perhaps the same lineup that we saw earlier with the, the full band acoustic early, then you would see some other bands play, then much later in the evening you would see the full DMB set. I mm. thought it might be something like that. So I was thinking maybe, you know, full is a relative term. I wasn't thinking it was going to be 21 songs, but I was thinking they might bust out, you know, 15 songs or so early mm. and just come back later in the evening and play a regular set. But apparently that's not the case. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it that way. Um, that would have been interesting to see the full band come out, you know, a lot earlier, but... Uh, it sounds like we're all in agreement. I think it sounds like the same across community. What's that? But yeah, you know, I think that goes a lot with with what we had anticipated this tour might be with the acoustic set. I mean, the, the reality of it is I don't think anybody knew what the acoustic set was going to be, but cert certainly nobody expected this is what the acoustic set was going to be, which is essentially there's been 38 songs played acoustically and 20 of them have been played more than once. So, you know, basically you're going to hear nine show, nine songs in the acoustic set. And if you've seen more than one show, you've probably seen half of them. Hmm. 
Yep. Well, Kamaru seems to think that we're going to have... Right? I mean, I'm not... You know, it, the acoustic thing's cool. Yeah. Kamaru thinks we're going to have one more semi-large name, you know, similar to a Brandy Carlisle level. But he thinks we're going to get... He thinks there are going to be some more ads. Yeah, yeah well, Kamaru drinks a lot, so... Oh, well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't actually... I, I still don't fully get it because... I think all the acts that they announced, they, if I remember correctly, they specifically announced them as the side stage. Yes. And in the past couple gorges, they've had two openers main stage. Um, so maybe that goes along with what Kevin was trying to suggest or saying is um, maybe Brandy is one of the main stage and there's still another main stage to be announced. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. Right, but- well, they're going to open gates at like 4.30 and start at, at 5.30 or, or 6, something like that. Right. Have an opener before right. the band. And, and I will say David Ryan Harris is going to be there, and he's a great guitarist. That is one name I did know. I just re- I just remembered that. Is he related um, to David Lee Roth? Yeah. Uh, no, that would be the same first name. Oh, that's not how it works. Generally speaking, people would. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work like that. Usually, generally speaking, it doesn't work. Not always. But he's great. He's he is guested on. Uh, Jimmy thing a few times. So uh, spoiler alert: you're going to hear Jimmy thing oh, when you're oh, at oh. the gorge. Um, and his jam's actually pretty cool. And, and, but the only bad thing about his jam is he's probably going to sat play what eventually became angel because his jam turned into what angel turned uh. into. So you, if you have good ears, you're going to notice that his jam is essentially angel at the end. Oh, hmm. God. Set list games picks being made already. <laughs> J- J- Jimmy, and a- Jimmy and angel all three nights. Lock them in. Well, well. Speaking of uh, Jimmy, by the way, congratulations to um, my home state of Florida for completely missing Jimmy Thing this year. Jimmy Thing was zero for four, wore the wow. collar in the state of Florida. It got it's got scratched. I saw it was on the set list, and they killed it. Yep, killed it. Said nope, enough's enough. We're done with it. So, speaking so, of these shows, you Jake, you hit night one or night two of West Palm Beach. I had night two. Okay, so you saw the tour debuts of Loving Wings and Mercy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two of my favorites. I think, um, I think the band heard that that other guy from Ants was going, and that's why they threw Loving Wings in. It just so happened it was you, not me. Yeah, probably. Well, you know, look, I, I don't like the song. I've said it before. I think it's boring as all get out. It's, it's just freaking ridiculous. But um, it sounded much much better with the uh acoustic set uh carter played bongos on it sounded great like that still is three minutes too long but the thing that surprised me was literally nobody cared i mean i you know i thought i was in the minority and it was a popular song and, and it was just me but i mean nobody cared people were all looking around people started sitting down um I mean, it was essentially the same reaction Sister got. And in fact, my, my wife said they should call Sister, check your phones. Because, I mean, everybody just picked up and just started going to town. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, okay, that didn't go over that well. So, but that, you know, I'm, I was talking before about how ridiculously hot it was. And I'm almost to the point where I expect that night two in West Palm. Because after the first night, I think Dave finally goes, the hell are we doing here? This is ridiculous. So it seems like night twos have been a little more calm in spots. So I wasn't surprised to see a, a kind of a um, mellow acoustic set. And, and it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, I don't really like satellite that much either. I don't like loving wings and kind of seen sister enough times. But 
it, you know, it was fine. I was just, I was surprised that the reaction those songs got was um, mellow to negative. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, I'm just I mean, looking Sugar at the Man set was, here. I mean, you got Where Are You Going? Uh, it just every, seems like there's... Every day, you and me. Yeah. I mean, this is like... Um, like um, grab grab the person next to you and let's uh, kumbaya the uh, the whole show and just kind of sing about quiet little songs like Sister Satellite. Um, um, yeah. Where are you going? My my total score for the oh, show I, was one. Wow, oh, one. you beat me by a point. I, I scored it as a zero. So yeah, I, I mean the, you I mean, the, and, the, and the encore. I mean, I, I heard two thirds of the encore in Jacksonville. I mean, Belly Full and Good Good Time were, were in the encore in Jacksonville, and they ended with Gray Street. They ended the, the regular set with Gray Street in uh, Jacksonville. So, I mean, it wasn't anything I hadn't heard before, yeah. really. I think, you have you noticed, though, they've kind of went away from Shake Me as that closer? Yeah, that was um, kind of the buzz around was uh, everyone was saying, well, it's either going to be Shake Me or Gray Street to close. And, you know, it's just a matter of which one it was going to be. I, I was actually kind of thinking Gray Street, too, um, which was surprising. But, yeah, Shake Me got avoided as well there. And Jimmy Thing, of course, got missed, which, I mean, after hearing it scratched the night before, I thought that Jimmy Thing was an absolute mortal lock. In fact, I, I turned to my wife after after Mercy and looked at my um, looked at the time and I said, probably jimmy thing and then the ladies are going to come out but they they brought him out and they did five songs with them instead and they were off stage at like 10 33 or 10 35 with after five songs with the uh ladies how's belly full is that just a minute and a half or so yeah, it's like 220 or something it's just the crowd in jacksonville was fantastic for it they were just quiet as a church mouse it was like uh you remember guys when we were in um 2006 and we heard butterfly inside in um jpj yeah and the crowd was just dead silent that's what it sounded like in jacksonville you don't get that dead silent sound outside and it was a lot of rustling and there were people were already leaving by then and by the time good good time started it was just an exodus out mm. the door and by the time the first note of gray street hit that was it. There were just people saying, okay, we're out of here. And it was uh, well, gone time. Uh, were, were the people, I feel like, I don't know, I joined in the, the, the webcast in the second set, and I, I could have swore, like, maybe it was, it was during um, One Suit World, maybe. Um, they did, like, a crowd shot, and it looked like a, like nearly half the place was sitting. Um, and then I guess well, there was it, also, also a tweet from um, during the West Palm Beach show that, you know, were people sitting during the riff, too? So I don't know, over the shows that you saw, there was a lot of sitting going on? Well, in Jacksonville, this is weird. Um, as you're looking at the stage to your left, which would be stage right. So as you're facing the stage, the left side, all on the bottom, everybody was sitting down. Everyone yeah. in the lower section was sitting down all the way back to essentially the, the end of the arena. On the right side, everybody was standing up. Weird. I mean, everybody. There wasn't a single person sitting down, and the place was full. There were sixteen, seventeen thousand people in the place, and and I was there with my buddy Chad, and I even he noticed. He's like, "What the hell is going on over there?" Yeah, it was just a strange thing. The only time they got up, which is really weird, was Sledgehammer. The place went nuts when they played Sledgehammer. I mean, people went crazy. I hadn't seen a reaction like that in a long time. 
but they actually the reaction the reaction to um burning down the house last night night two in west palm beach was similar the only thing i could equate that to in the show that i've seen was the show that you guys were at as well was the reaction of the crowd when they played halloween night one in 2010 at jpj and that's live tracks 28 how the crowd just erupted when they got into it and just everybody was jumping around on the floors. That's the, I mean, I couldn't believe the place went freaking nuts for burning down the house. Huh? Something you don't expect. I yeah. like it. I don't know. It was, it was, I, I mean, I love it. And, and it was great because you couldn't hear the ladies on it at all. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't hear a freaking word they said. So it was fantastic. In that sense. Oh, speak uh, all these shows. This is one thing I wanted to bring up. I didn't write it down. Did you? You didn't notice the Dodo Tees from Jacksonville, did you? Well, you know, I heard him do something, and I, I said it to Chad that I was there with my friend Chad. I said I don't know what that was, but he just did something. Yeah. But we couldn't make it out because there were just people chattering and such. Um, so I, I did not listen to the tape yet, but I, I understand you can hear it on the tape. Uh, right. I've listened to both nights. The um, what was it? Uh. What night did they do it? Uh, the 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 next night in Tampa, Tampa. that was stupid clear, um, that very very obvious, and I listened to that first, and then I went back and listened to the Jacksonville one when someone when someone mentioned that as well, and it's very much there, um, not as prominent as the night after, but it's absolutely dodo. He's absolutely consciously teasing it, and for them not to play it was very very surprising to me in west palm beach i was actually expecting it and i was hoping it because i only went night two i was really hoping they didn't play at night one so when they didn't play at night one i said you know what we're gonna get dodo we're gonna absolutely get dodo yeah usually the, and they don't tease they don't lag too much right usually either he keeps teasing it or they play it right that that happened with spoon in 2010 again where they teased it i think twice before they played it uh, night one at uh, which again is Live Tracks Twenty Eight, which is a great show by the way. If you haven't purchased it, you could pick it up today at your local retailer. Um, that was done t- teased twice and then played fully uh, at JPJ. And then that Nancy, uh, yeah. the Nancy's yeah. little thing that they that they did a few years back at Spec, they were pounding on little thing. I think they did it three or four times in a show. Um, yeah, that. Um, I heard that in um, Bethel that year, and that was one of the early ones they did too, where it was just kind of like a half a song. But yeah, you, usually you get it. So you know, maybe if you're going to a show next week in the Virginia run and the Carolinas run, maybe you'll get lucky and you're going to be the one that get, catches Dodo. Bristol, please. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I I love the song. I think it'd be cool. And I, I want to give a shout out. He's listening right now. Um, Ants Plus member. Uh, but more importantly, great taper, Eric Wallace, um, recorded Newsca- the Florida Newscane. Newscane, yes. He recorded the uh, Florida shows. And the reason why we were able to hear such a subtle tease is because Eric did such a kick-ass job taping. So thank he you turned- very much, Eric. I want to give you a, a shout-out for that. You are the man. Turned him around really quick, the too. Man. I was- yeah, a yeah, real quick turnaround. Hey, he's a hell of a nice guy, too, just so you know we're not using him just for his recordings. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um- and I was actually seated two seats in front of him, so I was trying my best to keep people away from him, but I failed miserably. Did you turn around the, and the scream around 41 him. into the microphone? I, I was going, Ghostbusters! <laughs> Ghostbusters! Didn't work, though. 
Well, I guess uh, that's as good a time as any to uh, to, to end this segment. Uh, we got a special one for you coming up. It might include some anger, so um, we might have to parental advisory explicit lyrics, perhaps. I don't know yet. But uh, Ant's moderator and, of course, all of our good friend, Kavaru, uh, will be joining us to talk about Twittergate. And if you don't know what that is, keep on listening, because we'll be right back to tell you. Welcome back to the Ants Marching Podcast. We've got a special treat for you, everyone. Now, before I introduce our guest here, I want to I want to kind of put a disclaimer out. Now, this is, is a subject that's probably touchy for a lot of people. Um, likely, you're going to be strongly on one side or strongly or the other. It's very important that we're going to go through these, you know, um, what do you want to call it? Disclaimer to say none of this is official Ants Marching opinion. Um, it's a valid topic, and it fosters a lot of discussion and we wanted to kind of facilitate that one way or the other good or bad um but it certainly doesn't uh necessarily mean the the site has any position on this so just kind of putting that out there um as this could certainly be um i don't know it's pretty pretty fierce debate here so i guess that without further ado uh our own moderator uh Kavaru, has decided to join us and uh Kavaru had an interesting week first of all kevin how you doing man I am good, buddy. It's uh, it's good to be here. I've good, good. Really missed you guys. Yeah, yeah. Not Anybody who's that. listened way back to the podcast knows Kavru. He's 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 been in on a few of them, so it's good to have you back, man. Good friends. I yeah, love you guys. Um, thanks for having me. Really, uh, I wouldn't go it. that far, but uh, glad to have you there. <laughs> I meant Bonnie, but whatever. Oh well, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. So, Kev, what the hell happened? Well, you know, I. Uh, I'm getting old. I've got a, a wife and a kid, and I was really looking forward to Jacksonville this year and really looking forward to maybe making an appearance in Tampa. Um, and went to Jacksonville, had a great time, met with the great old friends. Um, and then, uh, you know, last minute I was like, you know what, I'm going to see if I can get a, a ticket to Tampa. And uh, that was number 39. I uh, was, was pretty excited about it. Met up with an old friend, went and tailgated with uh, – her and one of her friends, and I had a pit ticket. Went and headed down to the pit skis, uh, saw you know a couple old friends, and just started watching and uh, observing and hanging out, dancing with some friends. I went down, I went uh, danced with the friends, went way back and danced with the girl that I went and tailgated with. Um, don't tell my wife, um, you know, and really got really really got to take it in and. 
right after I'd say the dodo tees, I was ready to go home. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's pretty fast. It just, you know, and I, I think my expectations had just gotten too high. And with reading the Rolling Stones article, I, I simply was excited to bring – I knew they'd bring diversity to the show. I'm, I'm usually pretty spot on with stuff like that. And they, they totally, in my opinion, just shit the bed um, from you know their attitudes on stage. And that might hurt everybody. And, and it wasn't everybody that gave that. But you could definitely tell the difference between the night before and that night. The repeat of – what was it? Ten songs – um, and from a what a two-hour drive, I think that really killed me. And then I thought at at a point uh, in the electric set they were going to bring it back. You know, I got "Don't Drink, Seek Up." Um, you know, I had heard "Belly Belly Nice" the night the night before, but whatever. Uh, and then I got "So Right." And then you hit "Crush," which I love. It's I'd say it's this year's two-step of what 2010, where it was like, oh, every crush is is my favorite. You know, every crush was the best one, the one that I was at, because it's it's great. Um, but then, if only, you know, I've listened to you guys talk about that. Um, and then, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I went and did something I've never done during Crush, or during Satellite, actually. Satellite Crush, if only, and then, so much to say, and then a double too much fake. You know, they I, I don't, almost 100% sure they teased Tripping Billies. Um, and then went into Granny, but I seek up. They fucking oh, intro was fantastic, absolute fantastic intro. And then Boyd, Boyd happened. And I, I was telling you guys earlier, um, man, I was really, really hoping. I'm like, okay, here comes Boyd, here comes Boyd. And then 15 seconds later, oh shit, there's Boyd. Anyways, you know, oh. Crappy encore. Make a long well, story short. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to make up for last lost podcasts. Um, I woke up the next morning after really taking in the show and maybe still having a little bit of fireball in me, and I said, um, "I'm bitter. These guys really, really mailed it in. Just absolutely mailed it in." And I love Stefan. I love what he does with, for the band um, from a personal standpoint, regardless if he's telling the truth or not. Um, but after reading that Rolling Stone article and then having that show that I was super, super excited about, I let him have it. Uh, and I think it was worth letting him have it. I, maybe I didn't say it the way I should have. I believe the the quote was something along the lines of, shame on you guys. Um, you should know more people are going to go to back-to-back shows. Um, no, repeats you, you think about Stefan though, because wasn't he the one who, prior to the tour, was ginning up the fan base with, um, "Hey, what songs you guys want to hear this year?" Yeah, yeah, Monkey Man, right? You know, like just laid it on us. It was just, and and I really and just thought... so we're clear, just well, I was just gonna say, just so we're clear, in, in case you're not familiar with what we're talking about, uh, there was a Rolling Stone article kind of previewing the tour and. In that, Stefan gave an interview where he talked about how set lists come together. And one of the things that they talked about was they take into consideration how close venues are to make sure they don't repeat songs. 
and Jacksonville to Tampa is really not that far. And this is something we've been talking about around in, in Ants Plus for a while. A lot of people in Florida consider Tampa to West Palm Beach a three-night stand, where if you don't do all three nights, basically you skip it on your own. But you can do all three and catch a bunch of different songs. So a lot of people in Florida were going, oh, my God, I can't believe we get an extra show. It's like a four-night stand for us. Everything's within essentially four hours of each other. And I think that's part of the reason why, not to put words into Kevin's mouth, but somebody should, that it's easy <laughs> to say, okay, they literally just play 10 songs that I heard 12 hour, 24 hours ago. Right. That's ridiculous. Well, and, and, and on top of that, there was a live stream. So there were plenty of people who watched that live stream that were like, oh, f- hell yeah. Um, I'm getting ready to go to this Dave show. And then they get there and they're like, holy shit, I watched this last night. But it's not as good as last night. So, so you caught some you caught some heat then for, for the, the, the tweeting, huh? I'm telling you, I caught it from him. And I believe <laughs> I can read these off well, to you guys. And then... Well, in, in, in Stefan's defense, first off, let's say that he didn't actually include your Twitter handle in it. So nope, and I complimented him on that. But to so be honest, not actually. You, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And but to be honest with you, I tweeted it to him. So if he wanted to retweet me and put me on blast, um, I was more than willing to to accept it. You know, I wasn't gonna put my account on block or delete my account. I I tweeted it to him because I feel that he he genuinely loves the band. Um, and the, those bandmates really love the band. So I felt that I needed to do something to get their attention and, or at least hope to get their attention for the 0.1% of us. As, as he claimed in his tweet, which he said, and I quote, I think it's funny. And by the way, Stefan has deleted these tweets. These are just, but as some of you know, Twitter lives forever. So, um, I think it's funny when grown adults which that's questionable if Kevin is or not, but that's beside the point. Use social media to scold me and my band on the set list, which, by the way, is 0.1% of the fans. Uh, and his hashtag was carry on. Well, first yeah. off, it's not it's not 0.1% of no. the fans. Okay. 0.1% of the fans at Tampa would be 15 people. And I can assure you that there were more than 15 people that were upset <laughs> with the repeats. So let's just... You know, let's just act like that he maybe meant 1% of the fans, but that's beside the point. We already know that that's not the case either because we've been through this in past podcasts that the quote-unquote hardcore fan is roughly 25% of every crowd, or at least they have been in the past. Crowds are decreased a little bit now, so maybe it's less, like 20 or 15%. So, so just to throw that out there, just to put in a little perspective it's the 80 20 rule you know um you know the 20 percent makes you know that 20 percent hardcore makes up you know 80 percent of your purchases uh you know all the the album downloads studios the the merch tent stuff like that that 20 percent is the hardcore that you want to really target and that's what you're just saying there well that's what makes you extra money sorry that's that's what i feel makes you the extra money too and um, cause those are the people that go to more than one show a year. And I think that's, what's been the extra push over the years to get them to continue to sell out, sell out venues. Um, but you know, well, absolutely. And just to jump into something really quickly, just looking at the West Palm beach night one numbers that just happened to be in front of me, just cause we're talking about Florida shows in, in 2012, 
there were 764 people that told ants by clicking I was there that went to night one in 2012. 2013 was 515. That's a big difference. Right now at 2014, it's down to 257. Okay, that's a huge number of what you could consider hardcore fans that did not attend the first night of a two-night set. Well, mm-hmm. this is the numbers we've been talking about just now. Yeah, and and to build on that with the one the point one percent thing, I wouldn't be surprised if you know some of the, some of those guys actually almost believe that, because if you go back and you look at a lot of the responses and a lot of the tweets and a lot of the stuff you see on Facebook to them, um, you, it's oh, I could listen to you play the phone book. Um, you know, in one of one of Stefan's tweets, I believe he says, when I see the majority of the audience smiling, happy, dancing, losing their minds and faces melted during any song and then hashtags ninety nine point nine percent and then hashtag majority rules, I, I almost feel bad for him because I know the lights only go so far out into the crowd. And it, those people hey, that you know he sees if you are wanna... the same 40 people at every show that drive around. If, in you know, their, if you, you want to if you want to. See... Yeah, if you want to see that. If that's the case, then get rid of the pit next year and find out what happens. Because yeah. I, I guarantee you, I mean, I was there in, in 2009, and I remember people sitting down, and I remember people walking away in songs way down front. You know, it's it, I don't know why they got the pit in outside of they had it in, in Europe, but I guarantee you that pe- keeping people captive there, it, it, it looks really good when everybody's screaming for everything you're playing and everyone's oh, yeah, standing it's up. genius. Totally well, genius. Yeah, it, it, it creates a bigger energy around the band. Um, I think the biggest reason they did it um, is a business reason. And how do you increase the higher ticket price at a venue on a fixed seating, reserved, uh, reserved seating pavilion? You take out the seats and put a pit in where you can fit twice as many people. So you know you get the higher ticket price then. So, um, and then but yeah, put some better atmosphere on the front stage. I could talk just for personal preference, just my personal take on, and I've said this multiple times on uh, you know on these podcasts and, and elsewhere is at the show I forget about everything and I will dance to every song. I will dance to Dream Girl. I will dance to any any song that you know most people just would not like. Uh, I'm gonna have a good time. You are not dancing to mercy. No, you're not uh, dancing to mercy. No, not dancing to mercy. The end of mercy. I will. I will find figure a, a way to get my butt to wiggle and dance to, to that. All right. I'm still gonna <laughs> dance. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna yes. enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy it every song. Uh, <laughs> now, do I after I sit after the show? Am I happy um, about every song? No, I'm gonna probably want some changes. But if if someone's just watching me at the show and 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 using what they see out of me at a show as a gauge to how the, good the show is, it's not a good gauge because I'm going to dance to every song. I just paid whatever, 80 bucks to go to the show, um, spending my night doing this. I'm going to have fun with it, right? But um, doesn't mean I actually agree with what's going on with the show. And then mm-hmm. after you have time to think about it, and then that's what I think what you're, some of the stats that you're talking about, Jake, is people don't come back. They, they, um, they say, you know what, I had a good time. Well, it really wasn't that much different than last time. When it comes time to purchase tickets again, um, do I really want to pay the eighty bucks to see the same show? Um, you know, maybe like a night two versus a night one. No, this year I'm only going to go to one night, um, so that's why I think you see some of those numbers going down. And and you know, we're I'm looking at numbers for big venues too. Um, DMB Zilla, Chad, you guys probably know him from the boards. He's great, and he posted some numbers uh, about Camden. You go back to 2007. 
there were 3,009 people, 3,009 people that saw the entire weekend of Camden in 2007 redundancy. This year it was 1,301. That's 1,700 yeah. less people. And those numbers will and, and they'll they'll slowly creep up. Yeah, they'll slowly creep up over time as people get around to adding the shows to the site. But but I would say 80 percent at least of the total ants attendance puts puts them in when they buy the tickets. So that number is not going right. to jump and up high not, enough to make a difference. Right. There's not 1,700 people that have not yet to add their information in. I mean, it's not it's not going to get up that high. So right. that's part of it. But at the same time, I just want to defend Stefan in this. And and I get what he's saying, too, because, you know, he's up there and and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to play a good show. And and as far as he knows, I'm, I'm sure he's up there going, OK, you know what? We just nailed this. I mean, they uh, he was very happy after pig in West Palm Beach. I could see him smiling he was shaking his head. He knew that they played a very good pig, and they did. They played a very good the pig. Was very good. Well, that, but that, and they fucking yeah. played it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Why that, the fuck are they waiting? Part, you know, sixteen shows, or how many was well, it? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's, seventeen that's, shows. That's you know, that's and that makes you wonder, you know, how the set list are built, and that's something you that you got into with your tweet. Because obviously, things aren't being considered the way that we were led to be considered. And again, this is the problem where you go to multiple shows. And it's almost to the point where this is why the numbers are dropping. Because people are finally realizing, you know what? I don't know if I need to see multiple shows. Because I'm probably not going to get the songs I want to hear. There's this thing that a lot of fans out there that are listening right now do. And it's song chasing. We all do it. We want to hear that one song. We were talking about it earlier. We all want to hear Dodo. People out there listening want to hear Dodo. You're going to go to see a show and try to hear Dodo. Well, you know what? I chased it this weekend, didn't find it. And I'll continue to chase it to hear it. And that's what people are doing. But it gets to the point where it's like, well, there's no way I'm going to, they're going to hear it. I'm going to hear freaking Shake Me Like a Monkey again. Mm-hmm. Kev, so. did you get absolutely buried on Twitter by third-party people were you getting a ton of mentions retweets anything like that not at all really and um which oh you go back and look at my timeline 90 percent of it's positive um and a lot of it in positive to me like you know um it was actually really silly which made me just uh, maybe understand a little bit more and i i know with especially how crazy fans can be, they very easily could have just picked through and saw my tweet to him um, because you can find who tweets to you. All you have to do is go to the timeline. And I think maybe I had two people. I had maybe two people tweet me um, and then maybe like two people favorite their tweets. But I I tried to engage in actual conversation with them about this what was going on. And then after like three interactions, they were just like, ah, and then just stopped. Um, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't really get it. And I almost felt that after Stefan deleted his tweets and kind of changed the tune, um, I think, I don't know if maybe he more agreed with me or felt compassion, um, because, like I said, I, I love what Stefan does with this band and for the band and for the fans of the band. 
maybe as much as he can. Maybe I'm naive in the sense that he has zero pool. Does Dave really, really run 99.9% of everything? You know, does he not, does he not listen to Boyd and Stefan? At, well, at I mean, I, that's just that we don't know. I mean, you know, that's something right. I don't think we'll but ever know. But that's a good know. question, right? Doctor, I think that's a fair question. But but I think the important thing that's in there, again, and, and I can't believe I'm, I'm doing this again, but I'm actually glad he did what he did, though. I mean, at least he freaking cares. Right. And, you or know, and that's, and that's a good it. thing. Right. Yeah, where he's just like, just all right. Maybe I was just the tipping point. Right. Maybe that's what it was. But, you know, that's good because, you know, it shows that he cares. And I'm glad of that. He's listening. And that's, yeah. and that's great. I mean, we still oh, didn't I get agree. Dodo this weekend, damn it. But that's yeah. beside the point. Well, but, I agree. You know, that's, well, that's, the, that's the good thing. Well, why do you think – I don't think he said anything off base. I mean, and I, I see everyone's side. Why do you think he deleted him? I, I don't think there was any reason to keep it up. Why did why did he delete him? I, I think that's – you know, you see a lot of uh, quote-unquote celebrities that, that say things and then take them back. I mean, you could take anything out of context and make it look bad. And, you know, essentially he's having a Twitter war with a fan. And, and, you know, that just it never comes off yeah, good. Yeah, controversy really. is just, he just wanted to take the controversy out of it, at least the record of that. That'd be my guess. I, I don't think this was one fan. Uh, I think it was a good specific. I mean, okay, maybe, maybe Kevaru or somebody was the one that uh, broke the camel's back, but um, I don't think this is just one. This, these comments were just directed at one fan. I think he's probably getting comments from multiple angles. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not Stefan, and I'm probably a heck of a lot more high strung than Stefan. But uh, I can if I I one person rattles my cage on Twitter, I can get pretty bent over it, and I know that's stupid, <laughs> right? I know it's stupid. It really is. It's ridiculous. You are all people because you look at like celebrities who get <laughs> tons and tons of shit, endless endless ridicule, and of course you got to just let it roll off your back. If they engaged everybody who who just picked a fight any every internet troll they would never you know they would never be able to sleep um but uh you know i i think it probably just look i you know got to be difficult it. it's got to be difficult for him to understand when is the feedback i'm getting via social media just the um you know the 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 people that are always going to be criticizing and there's nothing wrong with being opinion and when is it like okay wait maybe this is actually something to give some credence yeah. to. And I don't, uh, I don't I, blame Stefan. I, I just think, I think he's probably frustrated as well, maybe a little bit. Um, and he's just, he probably just took it personally because he, he, I'm sure he genuinely feels like there's nothing more he could give. Yeah. Right. And if that's where he's coming from, I'd be pissed off too. Not to oh. say that Kavaru or anybody else who's criticizing is wrong because I think they're a little bit right too. So, you know, I just, I just think I'm he, gonna- Probably took I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get defensive too. You know, it's your, it's, it's this is his work. This is his baby, right? And you're just calling his baby ugly. Um, <laughs> you're, you're gonna get, you're gonna get defensive about it. Um, but I don't I'm blame Kevru at all. Right. I don't blame Kevru at all either. Baby, no, no. It's 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 just it's just um, commentary. It's just opinions. But uh, and you know, unfortunately, the opinions are about someone's uh, all this work and effort, and so you're gonna get defensive about it. Yeah. You know. But, but you you have to uh, you have to bring it back to a couple different things, right? If if I went to Best Buy and I bought a TV and my TV sucked, 
can I go on can I go on Twitter and complain about it? And is the guy on Best Buy going to get all bitter at me? No. He's going to try and make it better. So in a sense, I completely agree with him being defensive about the situation um, and him even coming back saying it's OK to want more. And I wish, you know, they'd play some more songs that I wanted to, um, you know, but at the but at the end of the day, there with Matt said about the difference of um, how many people are giving good comments to bad comments and when is the negative comments worth responding to? I think that's part of their problem is they don't get negative comments. That's a good point. They get, I'll listen to you play the phone book. You know, you could play, will will you please play hunger um, or will you play, please play great light or whatever, whatever (laughs) that, you know, like they don't even know the names of the song. They don't want to spell them. And I, I want to make one solid point here because I don't think anything is beyond critique. I think if you're a paying customer, you absolutely have the right, whether anyone's going to listen to you is one thing, but you certainly have the right to have a feeling. And just because you aren't satisfied with the show doesn't mean you're ungrateful or you should just shut up and listen to the music. I think that's that's a really, that's one extreme, right? That's absolutely an extreme, and I don't think that's that matches reality. So I don't feel that anything, even artwork, is beyond critique. It's fine. The second part of that, and I think where the, the problem really comes in, add in the Rolling Stone article. Add in Stefan's Twitter campaign earlier in the year with, what do you guys want to hear? We're going to get some rare stuff played. Add all that in, and then show me the results of that, and you've got an extra pissed off fan. I can totally see where they're coming from from that angle. Yeah, I get two shows and, and a year, if just, that. You know, I, right, and, I, and I can guarantee you, I know, I know Kevin, and he did not take his private plane from one <laughs> show to the other, so... You know, spending the money and spending the gas and everything to get to the venue to hear 10 songs you just heard the night before. You're like, okay, you know, there's 180 bucks. I'm never going to get back after everything's said and done. And it's, <laughs> that, that's it, being it, nice. It, about it. That's in tickets alone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's, you know, that's my point. It's just like, holy crap. Did I really just spend all this money to hear, you know, Shake me like a monkey twice. Yeah, and it, and it's know, kind of that whole the media thing. We're all very skeptical about the media, marketing, press, and all that. But this band, these guys, these aren't, you know, they're not one of those MTV acts that that goes out there and, and does their PR stuff. So when you do an article and you're essentially full of shit, kind of like the Everyday Marketing Tour, right? But at least they came out and said, "Sorry, we were full of shit." That's okay, um, but don't burn us twice. If you're going to go out there in an article and say something, just don't have it be smoke. And then don't get pissed off. You get called on it when it turns out to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Yep. I think that's fair too. And in and, um, and all respect to Fonz, DMB Zilla makes a great point in the chat. And I 100% agree. Of all the band members, Fonz is the, the, the most hardcore on wanting to bring back songs. And he's interested in, you know, in doing different things. I think if anybody's venturous, it's definitely Fonz. I mean, they get definitely give him props for that. And, and I agree. Um, and I directed the tweet at him because um, as much as I've – as much as Boyd has meant to me in becoming a fan of the band, I don't, I don't put stock into actually having conversation with him to a point – you know, like he's off in Narnia land. I don't want to disrupt that. Um <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry. Um, 
you know, I've been waiting I, to say that this entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hashtag it though, so we'll have to come back to it. But you know, Stefan, you know, like like Joe said, was seems like he's so uh, wanting to get the band back to where it was. At least what we see sometimes. You know, we saw it in the Rolling Stones article. We saw it on Twitter. Um, we see we see that interaction. But at the end of the day, is he that manager who t- tells you he's going to give you what you want just to make you happy and shut the f up? I mean, I'm not attacking him, but he's not. Has he come through with it, with what he is? Anyways, I directed it at him because I felt like I could make the most impact with him. Um, I really he sure as hell did. I should accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I didn't want to make him freak out. I honestly thought I could, if anything, I'd get a reasonable response like the one he delivered later. And um, if if I have it right in front of me, I believe it said something along the lines of, you know, I want songs that aren't played at every show, too. It's okay um, to want and crave. Yeah. Um, Fun but, facts. Somebody, but somebody in there... <laughs> Somebody in there was like, um, oh, I agree with you, Fonz. Um, tour, uh, song chasing is where it's at. Um, still chasing best of what's around after 28 shows. And the first thing that hits my mind is why the F is anybody still chasing best of what's around after 25 shows? Yeah. No, and uh, it, it does say a lot. I'm sorry, Joe. One thing, it does say a lot about, I guess, one thing you could take away positive is that we have high expectations of this band because – we think they're realistic expectations. They were at one point. Right, right. So it's not like we're putting them on something that they're incapable of or just something completely unrealistic. These guys have the catalog. They have the talent. They have the personnel. Yeah. And, Agreed. you know, I, I heard an argument Absolutely. about, well, the band's getting old. Um, maybe they're, you know, they're not, they can't remember the, the more rare songs. Um, or maybe it's harder for them to remember some of the lyrics, or maybe it's embarrassing to have to look down at a teleprompter. Uh, no, no, it's not. These guys are geniuses, every single one of them, regardless of, of who they are. I mean, these guys are geniuses and experts at what they do, and they get paid like it. I'm no doubt capable. If, if they took one tour bus, maybe every maybe every other stop, they had one bus that had a just an old-school jam session-style band where they practiced for eight hours. You know? I, I they don't could know. rotate. They could rotate three more songs in every week. Yeah. And right. it's doable. Right. I mean, we love these guys. I think that's why we, you know, some of us get bent up about it, is we actually love them. We still... Joe's going to hit almost every show this summer <laughs> and book a <laughs> private party with them, you know? And then some. Even Kevin yeah. Roo's getting in on it. Pile on. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> well, hey, well, I'd give anything to be a, a 24-year-old Kevaru. Yeah, so would Joe M. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevaru, you are the man. Well, I, uh go ahead. You got some parting thoughts? Um, you know, not really. I I think I just I think I just covered him. You know, I thought, that, I, thought I interrupted bit. you. Sorry. No, that was Joe M. No, I think was, he was going to try and defend himself. Oh, forget that. No, that was that was me. That was me. That was me. Forget you know, Jake I was too. Just gonna say, yeah. Essentially, essentially, all we did was basically defend Kevin and defend Stefan for twenty minutes, saying we understand what everybody said and we we agree with what everybody said. Which yeah. Is, yeah, which is true though. I mean, that's really and I, and I think that's what it comes down to is is we all can step back and look back from it and go, you know what, Stefan was right and Kevin was right. They're both right. Hey, if we came on here and said I really loved Crash Into Me last night, there wouldn't be too many of these podcasts right 
not that this is just a, a gripe session, but just to discuss these finer, um, you know, finer points of following a band that's, you know, cracked its 20 year mark a couple of years ago. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on and I, a lot of undercurrents and they're certainly worth um, poking and prodding. I think I, I hey, I'm interested in the hell in it. We all we are all invested in this band and we all want the best of this band and we want to see it grow and continue and just going on. And I think it all it all comes from a good place um, and just hope it doesn't get taken differently. Right. Well, well you can't please everybody. Kevin, man, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys, if anybody thanks wants to follow me. Kevin on Twitter, he is at Kevaroo, K-E-V-A-R-O-O. And uh, who knows? He might go off the deep end on another bender and, and start start attacking you wow. if you're lucky enough. Dude, go back go back in my timeline and check out how I got Dwight Howard to melt. Oh, <laughs> sweet mother of God. I'm a I'm, – I'm whatever. He's a professional you troll. You're having me. Um, yeah, get off air so I can talk on – Explicitly. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Kev. Uh, we thanks will be back me. after uh, this little playlist here. Final segment of uh, episode 42 of the Ants uh, Marching Dead podcast. Uh, it's back to Joe, Jake, and myself. That was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, we all love Kevin, and we were glad to have him on. Mix it up a little bit, little uh, debate, little guest segment. But now we're back to the same old boring crap. So uh, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for listening with us. We know this has been a long one, but we're going to try to wrap it up fairly quickly here. We're going right into your Twitter questions. And now for future episodes, if you don't know this, Tweet us at Ants Marching with the hashtag Ants Podcast, and we will uh, do our best to get to your question, as long as it's not about Joe's personal hygiene, because we just ignore all of those. But thank you. Anyway, <laughs> John Souza at John T. Souza asks, Ants, what are your guys' expectations for the North Carolina shows this week? Joe, since you're going, what I guess expectations slash, slash hopes? <laughs> I'm not going to the North Carolina. I'm going to Virginia. What's the uh, difference? But- <laughs> there, there's there is a difference um you know what i'm not sh- i'm not sure my expectation wise i i i've said it all along um then I, I think the band loves to on these single night shows likes to g- get a little crazy and over the next um what do we got four more shows i think over the next four shows here um i'm expecting you know uh, I keep my expectations low, but I'm expecting that they're going to pull out something pretty crazy to um, to end the East Coast tour and right before the break here. I don't know. Jake, you have any thoughts? Well, I mean, they just added a couple songs in, in West Palm Beach. So I, I would assume you, that Loving Wings will stick around. I don't know if Mercy will. Mercy probably will, at least for the show close to Charlottesville. 
um, which would be Bristow, <laughs> Virginia, right in Northern Virginia. <clears throat> um, but you know, do you think we'll get a another ad? Eh, probably not. I mean, I, I hope so. We've been talking about Dodo. Um, it got teased twice. I mean. I think everyone's hoping that Dodo gets played. We're all hoping it gets played. That would be good. That would be exciting. But, you know, I'm not expecting, like, uh, Monkey Man or something like that. I uh, I don't have any expectations. In fact, if I have expectations, they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to be low. And that way I won't be disappointed. How about that? It'd be, it'd be pretty cool if we got um... – I know most people don't like this song because it's like they say it's the Dave says the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but maybe a little bit of um, uh, American Baby intro. I like to see that over the next four shows here. Oh God! Yeah, go yeah. ahead. You, you go ahead. <laughs> you burn your GD wish on that. Knock your exactly. Why don't you, you? Why don't you just wish for two two cheeseburgers and world peace? <laughs> Dimitri German at Popovich, not that Popovich, asks Ants Marching, least, uh, I love how this is phrased, least awful Lovely Lady song this tour. Not the best, the least awful. Jake, at, go. With, without doubt, with, I mean, 100% certainty, burning on the house. Because you can't hear <laughs> them a lick on that thing. And that is awesome. And the the least you can hear them, the better it is. And you know what? I I, I gotta say, I'm tired of people saying and tweeting and and posting and stuff. Say, well, what's wrong with them? They're great singers. Yeah, they are great singers. You know who else is great? In sync. In sync is amazing. Those kids are phenomenal singers. You know who's not touring anymore? In sync. Okay. So don't tell me just because they're great singers that you want to hear them singing with DMB. Sometimes this stuff doesn't work. And you know what? Nothing sounds good with them. I'm sorry. If you like it, that's great. If you didn't hear them in 2001, that's great. You and me sounds freaking terrible. And I actually like the song. And a lot of people don't like it. But you know what? You and Me's awful with them. That crap they're doing at the end is painful. I just listened so, to no. West Palm Beach Night 1. They played what? Uh, they played uh, Drunken Soldier with the ladies, right? Night 1? which is just awful. so so oh my God. like i told you i hadn't listened to um drunken soldier live until recently and i was really surprised i talked about it a couple podcasts ago great i listened to it this one here with the ladies i don't I, you know i i mentioned it to joe before you hopped on here before we started jake that it sounded like they were trying to do a rip-off version of great gig in the sky over the jam over the little noodle at the end and it was just horrific um i it's a definition that's, that, of shoehorn. That's, that's not the question. Answer the question. You no, know, I I know. So, you know, what what's my dirtiest pair of used underwear? It's just like they're all <laughs> just many subtle levels, according to Dr. Peter Vankman. I would say stay because we were that's born tough. knowing them on that song, and mm-hmm. they don't. You know, it's it's not out of place. It's mm-hmm. you know, so I'm cool with with that. And that was my answer. That is. Yep, nope, mine will stay too. So it just fits and it's probably the best one for them. And it's still, I still like Stay Better without them. I've heard it for a very long time without them and got very used to it. And I, I just, I'm. Yeah, but just, you don't, you uh, don't whatever. listen to Stay and be like, oh, the ladies butchered this song. You don't think that. No. I did not enjoy the Stay West Palm Beach night too. I did not think the Stay was <laughs> and, very And you good. said if the ladies were gone, they'd be better? Or you would enjoy it yes. more. Wow! What Absolutely. A what a hater! Yeah, hater. <laughs> but you know, hey, there, but something weird happened in in West Palm Beach because 
they started um, they started every day. Then they brought the mics out, which eliminated the chance of a honey honey chant to get a number thirty six, which sucked. But um, so they brought the microphones out, and there was sort of like a moan. It wasn't a cheer outright. It was sort of like a oh, it was like fifty fifty. And I was kind of surprised because I really thought at least two-thirds of the crowd was going to be like, okay, this is cool. I've never seen this before. But it wasn't really uh, up there like I thought it was going to be. And But you know what? When they when they played 36, the crowd was into it. Or rather, when they played every day, the crowd was into it. And, you know, they were kind of in it, uh, the rest of it. I, they're completely useless on Idea U. That is just pointless. They, that, they need to be on that like that song needs a triangle. I mean, it just, that, that's it's, not the question. It just, it's not the question to channel Joe M. Keep it, keep it to the question. I like that though. The triangle. You know what? Let's let's bring InSync in as backup singers because they're great. I think singers. it's I think Chris it's, Kirkpatrick. I'm sorry, Jake. Great I think singer. it's InSync. He's fantastic. Not InSync, but InSync. I well, you know what? I'm too old to even know that, so I don't know. Like not. Kaka, you know, the soccer Christopher player, Patrick lives Kaka. In... No, it's Kaka. He's playing for Orlando, you know. It's Kaka. Orlando's got Kaka. We're very excited about it. But, you know, hey, look, Chris Kirkpatrick lives in Orlando. Let's get Chris Kirkpatrick out. He's a great singer. If the, if the theory is that all you have to do is be a great singer to go play with DMB, let's get one of the guys from NSYNC to come out because he's a fantastic singer. Fantastic. So if, if that's what it is. But that's not what this is about. This isn't about whether the girls can sing or not. The ladies can sing. They're great. Doesn't matter. So I'm sorry, Next Jake. Question. I got to kind of pile on you here. And the, the asker of this question, I'm sure, has no idea that this is a shot at Jake. But uh, KJ Tremaine at KBoogie15 asks, when will you be updating, if ever, the song tour on the website? We're stuck at the 2007 songs. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to update that. No, why not? <laughs> really? Be- because I just haven't. We don't. The the song, that thing, it doesn't exactly work the way that they do it anymore. They don't really do the songs in order like that. Everything's done in studio where everything gets dumped in at the same time. So, right. I mean, we could go back and add them all in, but they're not going to really be in order. I mean, we have some of the order that we know that we absolutely know for big whiskey, but we don't know all of it. We know a little bit of the order um, for away from the world, but really it's not, I mean, I guess I can go back and put them in order and give them to you and you can put it up there, but it's really not, it's, it's more of a guessing game now as, as really up until about that point, we pretty much knew the order of everything. Right. Right. Is that a fair answer? I like that. That's fair. I like that. Uh, Bo Maggard asks, uh, do you think the band will play in a two-set format next summer? Joe, you're going to go more to the shows than they actually play next year. What do you think? <laughs> um, I I think they got to do something different. Um, I don't think they'll do this. I, I think um, the venues want them to do this because the, the music venues are freaking loving the two sets. They're selling more alcohol, selling food, getting people in, in there, in there earlier. Um, so I'm sure if anything, 
Um, they'll pressure the band to content maybe to keep doing it. But, you know, I think it was just this year's gimmick. And um, it's not I don't think that's the future. I think the band likes having bringing some opening bands that you haven't heard of before to, to join. So I'm going to say no. And I will say there will be a new gimmick next year. Jake, you, you agree? I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think this is a a one time thing. And I do not think that we will see it again. Matt? Yeah, I'll go with the consensus on this one and say, yes, gimmick, and they will uh, do it again. As you can see, I pretty much checked out. I'm ready to wrap this thing up. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Do we have any more uh, questions to uh, close it out on, or is that the last one? Well, we got one Ask more. that one. <clears throat> oh, okay. Andrew at the Second Law 01 asks, Ann's podcast. Oh. <laughs> What three songs? Get your cursor out of the way, Jake. I can't see it. <laughs> what three songs do you guys want to hear before this tour ends? And what three songs do you want gone for one year? Now, let's, Andrew, let's... that is two questions, but we'll we'll give you a pass on this one. But thanks for the question, Joe. Go what, ahead, Joe. What three songs do you want to hear before the tour ends? Three songs. You know what? Let's pare it down. You... Let's go one each. How about that? If you, um, if you say American Baby, I'm going to be saying yeah, <laughs> I will hang up on Skype and Jake, you and I will wrap this up. Uh, I'm just going to go and let you down. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jake, what do you think? Um, well, I can't say Ghostbusters. So you can, but we'll laugh. Say, yes. I, I will say um, I, I would really hope after teasing it a few times that we get a chance to hear Dodo. I think people want to hear it. I think that it'll go over very well. And you guys took two songs of mine that I would have loved to hear, and now I can't say it. You know what? Ghostbusters. I mean, if we're going, I mean, Monkey Man? There it comes. I knew it. Monkey Man. What do you leave me with? I could say Dreaming Tree, but it's not supremely rare. But no, I mean, realistically, Spoon, Dreaming Tree, uh, you know, um, Kit Kat Jam, play busted stuff. Play some songs, man. You've got the catalog. You've got songs that haven't, that aren't, you know, they've been played within the last three years, so they're not completely unknown. Play some songs. How's how's busted stuff not been played in in acoustic? I, I really thought that would kind of naturally fit in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Busted about that stuff's one. close cousin, Broken Things, which means the same thing, and I'm convinced that those two titles are linked together on purpose. Probably, and then that's another complete crime that uh, broken things haven't yep. played yet. I agree, it's just ridiculous. I agree. So yeah, so that's it. And okay, so let's go back around the circle here, Joe. What is the one song you want gone for one year? Um, I will say, with lack of thinking about it too much, I will say, you know, I I wanted to say "Shake Me," but I like "Shaking Shake Me" mid set. But you know, if if I'm not going to get it. If, if the only way to stop it from closing is to say not have it for a year, I'd say shake me. But then outside of that, um, I think um, we could take away mm, can't stop. Um, I'll, I'll take a can't stop can take a break for a year. Yep. How about you, Jake? Now, if I say can't stop again, can we get rid of it for two years? Two years. That, that's that's <laughs> cumulative. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I would have said can't stop in a heartbeat. I, I know people like it, but I, I can't freaking stand Loving Wings. I really can't. 
Yeah, it's got, a, it's got a good rating on Showflow. I certainly did my best to knock that down, and I still might yet manipulate the database itself, but <laughs> <laughs> but it got a downvote really, for me. Yeah, I mean, it sounded... People are going to like it, too. It's got the bongos, but I just never... Just a song I never really liked. It just that's one of those songs. That and Where Are You Going are like hand in hand with me with songs I just never want to hear. I just never ever want to hear them. So you know. But I'll I'll just say Loving Wings to make more people hate me. Okay. Is it uh is it my, you? my uh, Jimmy yeah. thing? Oh wow. I'm sorry, that was like a Tourette's like a reaction. <laughs> Who would have guessed you'd get who would have thought you'd give that? Jimmy. I almost said that just to make you think about it, but then I just knew. No, it would have pissed me off, but I would have definitely jumped on that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> yes. Well, again, thanks, thanks everyone for um, for listening and for putting your questions in, and Ants Plushes, of course, for joining us live and watching and listening live with us. Um, I want to do a little something different, Joe. Why don't you plug? Uh, you got any plugs like your Twitter handle? You got any want any followers on there? No, I don't have I don't have Twitter. Joe um, has no plugs. That's a lie. Everyone, <laughs> I don't I don't have any plugs. I um nothing to nothing to pitch at this point. Jake, man, you got your Twitter right? Yeah, I got my Twitter. But go to my uh, go to listfirst.com and go read my list. Click on go. them. Hey, by the way, Jake, I went there and I clicked your name, like your author name, and it's a broken link. So you might want to tell your webmaster. Obviously, Joe and I aren't running yeah. that shit. So tell them to fix that. Yeah. You know what happened? They um they had it running for a while, like about six years ago, and it and something went wrong with it, and they've been meaning to fix it, meaning to fix it, and they still haven't done it, and it's like a point of contention with them. Dude, I so, totally, but it's supposed I feel to be that, coming though. up soon. I get it. I get the I get the feeling behind that, meaning to fix it, meaning to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I got another list coming up soon, so keep an yeah. eye out for that. Uh, yeah. I'm. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and you're snake money on Twitter, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I am. I don't think you are. <laughs> think about I'm, that. I'm, uh, yeah. yet, yet I don't say anything, but I'm, you That's know, good. It's good I don't stuff. Talk about I can get your gambling tips. No, no, of course. I'm, uh, I'm yet Dizzle on Twitter. Y-E-T-D-I-Z-Z-L-E. Um, and I am working on another Ants app for the iPhone. So don't ask when it's going to be done, but I hope sooner rather than later. Uh, I'm really, you know, working hard on it, trying to fit as much functionality in as possible in the first release, but it might be kind of a piecemeal thing like version one, version two, version three, but that's where we're moving up to. Um, we got the latest show downloads up there. As I mentioned before, um, News Kane threw up his tape for night one of West Palm Beach. Uh, if his night two is not already up, I anticipate it being up soon. So that'll be available to download Ants. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, please review and or rate us. It's cool. It helps us get visibility. It gets us climbing the charts. Now that we're doing these on the reg, I'd love to uh, to get us up there on the on the top on the top list for the music category at least. So check us out up on iTunes. We're on Stitcher and all that cool stuff too. So uh, boys, thanks for joining joining me tonight. And Jake, happy anniversary, my friend. Happy anniversary, thank Jake. You, thank you very much. 41. Thank you very much. 40, 41. Are 41. you going? Yeah, go climb that staircase. To, go climb that staircase to heaven. <laughs> Stairway to heaven for anybody who's going to correct me in the discussion thread. <laughs> All right, gang. Thanks for listening to episode 42 of the Ants Marching Dot Ants Marching Dot Org podcast. One more time. One more time. The Ants Marching Dot Org podcast episode 42. Thanks for listening. Good night. Ha, ha, ha.
Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.